0: Welcome back to Geek Life, very own podcast. I'm JP. As always with me is my fearless co-host, The
1: Brian. Studies are showing that panda blood is going to be the next big thing in antibodies. So suck on that, Charlie Shane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also with us, our vicious co-host,
1: Joe. Hello.
0: Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and tonight we have special guests, Pinku. Sup. And Nero. Hello. So tonight we're gonna to talk he could comedy.
2: have done
3: it.
0: This is true. <laughs> <laughs> Before we started, it was like, You're tone deaf, Nero. That's it. That's, he that's said all. it
4: amelodically. <laughs> Hello.
3: Hello. Hello.
4: Hello. I could do that too.
3: <laughs> Someone's better.
4: <laughs> yeah. An animosity
3: across Maybe we the should table. learn
4: to do some stuff.
2: Rare
0: <laughs> ah, Stuff is so much work. Stuff is okay, so shut much work. Up. <laughs> Anyway, so today's subject is comics. We're going to review our final issue of Ebon 07 by Bergen and D. Bethel. And then we're going to move on to talking about something that is near and dear to our hearts web comics. Hopefully, we'll be able to drag up some good web comics from the dark spaces of the internet. Hopefully, we can have some suggestions of some rare stuff. Maybe you haven't heard of before. There's lots of really good ones out there, and I've got a couple that, of course, I'm a huge fan of, but they're pretty common. Most people know about them, but I hopefully have a couple up my sleeve. You guys haven't heard of before, so Ooh. yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Tumblr is incredible for finding just <laughs> random shit.
4: Yes, it's Pinky's oh,
0: fault. Pinky Tumblr. got me on Tumblr. Not sorry. <laughs> it's, Tumblr is insane like that. So, anyway, as always, first a little housekeeping, but there's no housekeeping, so we're just going to skip that.
3: <laughs> Woo-hoo. This house, this house is clean. clean so clean.
0: More 11 pledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, or no no okay well let's get into our final issue of ebano 7 again like we said before a couple of SAC cons back uh we ran into the guys from ebano 7 at their table and they were very generous and hooked us up with the the couple issues that are available from their most recent operation which is what they call i guess the series of comics yes. mm-hmm and uh, it's Operation Three Ring Bound. It is available on ebon07.com. All of their stuff is available up there. It's a, quite a collection of incredibly entertaining stuff. Oh, yes. And and, uh, and actually, the part of the story that is after the issue that we have here in print in front of us is available online. As they're kind of plowing their way into the fifth, or what I guess will be the fifth issue. Mm-hmm. So anyway, very exciting stuff, but we're looking forward to talking about issue four. So let's just open the table up. What did uh, you guys think of issue four?
4: I think they got down to the nitty-gritty and pretty much just forged on ahead with a bunch of story.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of story that happened in this yeah, one. This a lot was of story.
3: Epic plot mm-hmm. issue.
0: Big time, mm-hmm. big time. I mean, they were starting to do a little bit of that, it seemed, in, I want to say, issue two, where they dropped the bomb about what was going on between Ninja Justin and Ninja Dan. Yeah. You know? And then a lot of issue three was dealing with them. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, they're like, and another bomb about Eben, by the way. <laughs> you know? And then this issue was dealing a great deal with what's up with that yeah. and what's going on.
1: Didn't skimp on the action, though. Not at all. I I gotta say, Ninja Justin, oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) see ya.
3: (laughs) Yeah, the
0: final, they finished the fight up between Ninja Justin and Ninja Dan, and Ninja Dan is, needless to say, a complete badass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ended it with complete ninja flair. Very, very cool.
4: I always have respect for people who can be impaled and still kick ass. In fact, I think, you know, and I'm sure it's kind of a trope, but at the same time, I love it.
0: Oh, well, (laughs) I love it. I can't remember which movie it is, but I can distinctly remember... Something where somebody gets stabbed and they, like, grab onto the sword and then chop the dude's head off. They, like, climb up it a little bit and... 300. 300, yes. So good. That's one of the greatest scenes. Like, complete badass. Awesome. So, yeah, there was lots of really good action in this one. Lots of of story going on. Lots of story. I mean, almost to the point where it was starting to get a little wordy on a couple of the pages. But Uh, it was important information. They even did that big two-page spread.
3: Kind of recap. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which was interesting because... Even though Ebon 7 is a relatively long-running, it's been up for years, yeah. and this is definitely not the first operation. There's been several operations. No, it's, it's like 4-6, if I think. Yeah.
1: If I remember yeah, right. It.
0: And so there's definitely a certain amount of, hey, who are these guys? You know, They live in a world that's already pretty well-defined and fleshed out. They've got characters and relationships and auxiliary characters and backstories and side stories and history a lot. And so sometimes it's... It's a little bit like, wait, who are these people, and who, are we supposed to know who they are? And there's always a very, very smooth way to kind of explain what's going on. And I would say this mm-hmm. is the first time that it was <clears throat> almost a little bit jarring about, like, hey, here's a two-page spread that's going to explain everything that's happened in the three previous issues. It's kind of like, wait, what? Why would I be reading issue four if I haven't read issue one, two, and three, you know? So, I don't know. That, that to me, was probably the biggest thing that stood out that was kind of like, really? Like, what? why did we do that, you know? Mm. Selling at a convention, maybe? It
2: could mm-hmm. be. It could be
3: true.
4: <laughs> well, I think it also is is a nice device to remind you of what's important maybe or what they want to make sure that you remember.
0: Sure. And it, and it drove That's home right. the character of Evan cuz it was basically him complaining about how hard his past day or two has been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is really right in line with who he is. Yeah, perfect. So, I mean, that worked really well. But yeah, it was really cool. I I think that the plot is definitely starting to thicken. You know, it, it, there's there's a lot going oh, it, on with it's, Evan. It's molasses
3: now. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: And then Abel comes out, out of nowhere. Yeah. The guy who founded the... What was it? ICA? ICA? Right. Yeah. The guy who founded the ICA and supposedly, up until recently, we thought, was Evan's great-great-grandfather. Mm-hmm. And now we're thinking maybe Evan's a clone of Abel, and, mm-hmm. and then Abel kind of confirms that, but then he's always talking riddles, so maybe it's not true, like, what's
3: uh, happening? And he proceeds to just whoop ass and... <laughs> very grandfatherly fashion.
1: Right, yeah, and then still talking riddles. (laughs) (laughs) Love that, too. It's good for you. Here, let me shoot you in the leg. Honestly, I'm trying to help.
4: (laughs) Hey, I understand that kind of communication. I'm just saying, it's pretty cool. Right.
0: (laughs) I have to say that there was one part that had me laughing out loud that was when the professor who's doing all the cloning, Mm -hmm. he is their base is under attack from the Smithsonian Institute guys right uh-huh. and and he's like this is why i pay for a mercenary for hire this is the last t- where is ninja just this is the last time i hire somebody from linkedin this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so much fun. This uh, is just, just yeah. continuing to be really, really good. You know, I mean, I think the art still continued to be really good here. Yeah. There was a couple spots, uh, I think, specifically towards the end of the fight with Justin and Dan, where some proportions got a little bit wonky. It got a little cartoony during the fight. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah otherwise
3: still solid as ever totally
0: I really enjoyed the palette for when they were down standing around the cloning tanks the yeah. purple was really cool yeah yeah I mean it's it, like they were in this sort of color right exactly mm-hmm. I mean there wasn't any kind of a normal sunlight sort of look to anything it was Mm -hmm. all this kind of green color
1: and oranges and purples and stuff and it was really well done it's really really interesting on the website if you read it there (laughs) all the images have title tags yes oh yeah and so they kind of have little hidden information and one of them's like yeah, we put this frame in yellow because we're going to have a bunch of purple coming up or we're sorry there's so much of this. We promise that it won't be that way for the next couple of panels.
0: And then some of them are just funny. Like one yeah. of them said, I'm starting a Kickstarter campaign so that we can have lens flare on this page. Yeah,
1: like, exactly. What? Some of them make like just our completely random and have little to nothing to do with the page, but they're all hysterical
0: Absolutely. I actually had been almost reading exclusively in the, the actual handheld issues that we've got and I didn't really do a whole lot of reading I mean, of the things that we've had. Yes. You know, I was reading some of the older stuff, but I wasn't actually like for some reason hadn't put my mouse over the image and let it hover long enough to have the title tag pop up. And so, after Brian showed me that, I was checking it on every image. It's genuinely entertaining. It's, yes. That's like a whole other level of fun. Totally great totally uh, great speaking
4: of differences between the uh, printed and web version i uh, actually um Read most of this issue, or yeah, the current issue online. So it was really surprising to see the cover on the printed version, which is uh,
0: gorgeous. So the yeah. cover is actually a variant cover by Melissa Pegluisa, who's Dark Sunrose yes. over at uh, DeviantArt, which I'm familiar mm-hmm. with thanks yeah. to you guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was who, yeah, it was a collaboration. Who is herself
3: on. a total badass? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, also of complete. Yeah, Melissa is completely amazing. Her art's gorgeous. It's lovely. She's yeah. she's she's completely cool in her characters that she's coming up. She's actually had shown us a little bit of uh, some of the characters that she's working on for something, her own project. Because a lot of her stuff is either fan art or maybe original works, but she doesn't actually have any, like, just comics, books, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. panels and pages and thought bubbles and stuff like that. It's something she's interested in doing, but is working on behind the scenes. And she talked a little bit about with us one time, and then I looked up on her DeviantArt page, some of the characters that she's working on they're cool looking mm-hmm. you know all of her stuff's gorgeous and I actually we got an interview with her last time and we were asking her when she's going to do the comics is she going to have it be that same level of production value that she does for her full art prints because they're all Cover quality, everything that she does. Oh yeah. And I was asking her, is it going to be a little bit simpler? Is it going to be black and white? Like, where's she going to go with it with the actual comics? And she's like, No, I want to do it the same as I do with everything. You know, that's, the comics are going to be gorgeous whenever they end mm-hmm. up coming out. However long it takes, it's going to be so worth the wait because they're oh, yeah. they're going to be amazing. I think you know because all of her stuff is just beautiful. Anything stand out in particular about this about this issue of Evan 7 You guys, issue four of three ring bound. I mean, at least that we haven't covered
3: yet. <laughs> mm. The Evan Cthulhu.
0: Oh my God! Right, <laughs> Hi. it continues with these Easter eggs, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it almost reminded me a little bit of the uh, the guy from Hellboy. What's his name? Oh, come um, on, Joe. This is your job. Abe Sapien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When oh. I first saw that, I was like, "Is that Abe? No,
3: wait, no, that's that's Eben Thulu." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and this is straight out of Alien Resurrection. Oh yeah, uh, Ripley is walking through. The, uh, the room with all the failed clones of her. Mm-hmm. And she's the a, a tattoo of, like, I think it's seven on her. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, looking at all the other clones, and they're all misshapen and weird looking, and one's got, like, the head growing out of the foot, like this one right here. <laughs> this comic,
0: you know, this one, this issue, just like the previous ones, continues to be absolutely jam-packed full of nods and references mm-hmm. that are subtle and tasteful. Yes. You know, which is just great. See, ongoingly. This is just... I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say. We've been talking about this one for the past couple weeks, and it's just continually really good and enjoyable, you know? Mm-hmm. I know? I like it a lot. Definitely recommend going, checking out Eben07 at Eben07.com. You know, it's something that popped up in my head this time when I was reading it Evan Eben07, obviously he's like the seventh clone or something like that, you know? Yes. But if the whole clone plotline has just popped up now, man, that's been planned about for a long time. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's serious, uh, you know, thinking ahead. I mean, this has been <laughs> years of this being released, and we all know that there's all kinds of prep that goes before anything even hits the internet. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I mean, obviously you want to plan ahead, and of course, you know, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of amazing to have something like a sneaky hint like that in the title of the comic. I mean, mm-hmm. I would imagine that that's what that is, well, and then yeah. not come out about it until years later. It's pretty awesome.
3: So yeah, I think... I hope, I hope that doesn't mean that we're getting towards an end... Oh yeah, I wonder. Because now that Abel's kind of dropped the bomb on him, mm-hmm. and we've got you know this whole maybe room for one last story arc where he's telling about there's. There's darker powers, darker than you could believe. Well, I have a sneaking suspicion that it's not
0: going to finish in this one. I mean, no, there's no, probably no, no. going to be Definitely another, at least one more operation. Yeah. Are
1: you kidding? This could be the whole like start of a whole new thing. Very like, true. He gets booted out of ICA. They're now after him because this dark organization kind of threw him under the bus or kind of framed him for something. So he's trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so you much could, story that comes
0: yeah. out at the end of this. It's like my head was spinning. It's like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, Who I thought was bad so is, are they still bad? And, I mean, it still seems like the professor. Doing the cloning and stealing the janitors is still a bad guy, but yeah. it's almost like the whole janitor plotline is taking a back seat. He's, yeah. he's you know? definitely
1: a pompous dick. He is like one of those guys that they talk about, like, if you can't succeed in the industry, you teach, and that's kind of what it feels like with that guy. That, I like, think he even he's said quoting that like Dante's and of a bunch. Yeah, and exactly. Just being
0: really random, and he's just a jackass.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Pretty funny.
0: Well, why don't we go around and give our review for this issue? Issue four of Three Ring Bound from m 107com Out of five issues, Brian, four and a half. Four and a half. Ooh, keeps going up, up keeps and up and up.
3: up. Very nice, Joe. I'll give him one more. One more. Yeah, we're we'll on four, so I'll read the next one to make it five. Ah, all right, I've, all right. Bad joke. Like the last three times, I've given it a five. Because so. <laughs> you've read, you read four, and you're like, I want to know what happens next. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting. <laughs> come on. Come are you on, Are you reading it online? I, I should
1: (laughs) you should you really should I'm there are a couple of bombs that get get dropped in the
3: I'll I'll definitely get into this when we talk about web comics, but it's so hard for me to enjoy comics on a screen and not the paper in my hand I've been Mm -hmm. reading comics since I can remember reading and to read them on a computer screen just feels fucking weird yeah it is it's odd definitely yeah
0: and Pinku
4: still three good good good
0: still three so I think I'm gonna go with my solid four again still really really good I enjoyed a lot Um, I'm starting to be ready for the story to wrap up and it seems like there's so much new things that are coming out Mm -hmm. and new information and big bombs that are being dropped it's kind of like how are we going to try and make this into a contained story? I'm beginning to feel like what's going on with the janitors. Like what's the deal with the Jantex? Like, what's that? Like, yeah. we haven't talked about that in like two issues, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like, and that was, that was Ooh, the whole yeah. thing. That was the whole reason that they're there is that the janitors are getting, dis- are disappearing and they're being, you know, modified and tested on and they're mm-hmm. going to go there and find out what's going on and save them. And, and all of a sudden, it's like, no, let's talk about Ninja Dan's history. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, Evan's a freaking clone, mm-hmm. and here's Abel. Hi. It's like, and okay. now there's these darker forces, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's it's making the main bad guy of this arc seem not so bad, <laughs> and, right. it, you know, in comparison. So I'm oh, kind yeah, of feeling like, like, let's let's reel it in, guys. Yeah. Like, let's let's tell me what's happening next. Yeah. So I mean, I'm next, looking next forward to the next one. But... A, oh
3: yeah, and by the way, oh
0: by the way, <laughs> here's the here's what's happening in this
3: story. Right. The, here's what
1: the, happened to them. There actually is like something in. Issue five, because they're partially... I think there's like nine pages of issue five that's currently completed and oh, on. Did they
0: say anything on the on the site about five being the final issue yes, of it? Yes, okay. yes.
1: It is a five-part Oh, yeah, it's a oh five, right. It says on every issue. All right, four or five. <laughs> and funny. And there's like D-ur. a sequence <laughs> where... And I don't remember if it's in the title tag or what, but it's like... If you corner a Smithsonian Institute agent, like, they basically recap everything that's been going on (laughs) as a last resort. Oh, my God. Smithsonian
0: agents are such a crack up. They're so – I mean – for as hammy and ridiculous as all the guys from the ICA are, I mean they're freaking janitors right? I mean uh-huh. as 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 silly and goofy as Evan is there's like this whole other level for the for the shit guys yes. <laughs> it's shit right? it is yeah,
3: S-H-I-T. yeah. yeah. so I mean it's there's this whole level where they've got like historical
2: intelligence intelligence true yeah. there
0: you go yeah. and, and they've got like the mustaches and they're Overcats. just wacky right oh, yeah. so good uh, looking forward to the next issue guys and I think that we're all reading it online and, and just uh, waiting with bated breath to find out what happens to our friend Evan so alright well next after the break we're going to come back and talk about webcomic as a whole and then hopefully share with you some webcomics you haven't heard of maybe some that you have and uh, share with you kind of our general opinion on all that so you're listening to Geek Life. stay with us <music>
3: Life, Panda podcast. <laughs> oh! uh, I got a lot of disappointed heads. <laughs> I
4: was trying not to laugh.
3: Laughter is okay. I don't mind. <laughs> it just turned We're out horribly wrong. Yeah, all right. Well, welcome back to the damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about comics. <laughs> yeah. So web comics, web right? comics. Yeah, web going. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're
0: gonna talk about web comics today. Web comics is something that is special to us because Panda is a web comics place. I think one of the coolest things about web comics is that they are almost inherently indie. You know, yeah, there's no publishers except for your website. You're publishing it on the internet. Essentially, it's kind of cool because you get people who. You know, all you got to do is have you know computer skills, or even be able to just scan your stuff and then pop it online. It's not like you got to spend the money or have a Kickstarter campaign to be able to get all the resources to be able to actually print something. You know, Though a lot sometimes of you. Times it helps. Although sometimes it helps. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think a lot of times it seems like something starts as a web comic and then becomes a published comic. Whether it's still independently published or whether it gets picked up somewhere, I don't really know. But I think that's the first stage a lot of the time for modern comics is for them to start out on the web, regardless of how they go. I mean, that's what we're doing. Monk just hit, I think, uh, number 24. I guess it'll be 25 by the time this comes out. And what we've, we're excited about is that is that typically twenty three is about kind of the, the minimum for having an actual issue. And so we're gonna we're gonna actually put out a printed issue of monk and start, you know, getting a booth and selling it at conventions and, you know, pushing monk and all that sort of stuff. And it's exciting. It's exciting to have finally made it there. But yeah. that wasn't even why we started. We were just like, hey, it's gonna be a webcomic. But once we started getting enough, we're kinda like, man, why don't we do make an issue? That'd be kind of awesome. Yeah, you what know? the hell? Why yeah. And so it seems like a natural progression for webcomics to become more. It's almost like It's not a whole hell of a lot of a commitment to make up some comics and throw it up online. It's not like you got to invest any real money, and you don't even actually have to have a website. Shit, man, Tumblr or Blogspot or whatever. You know, you can just kind of go crazy. Exactly. Web comics are very cool. They're very much a kind of a new age thing, though. You know, it's Mm -hmm. definitely not something that was around when I was younger, or even fifteen years ago, or something like that. It was very different. Mm -hmm. So it's
3: it's kind of exciting. You know, 20 years ago, if you wanted to start writing comics, you needed to find an inn. Right. I mean, Somehow, yeah. even even for like like, like the or... independent publishing stuff, you still had to have some kind of an in. Yeah, yeah. 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 Especially for the independent sure. stuff, you had to know the people that were doing this, totally. and and to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: I mean, with very few exception. Um, I remember before there was a whole lot of webcomics all I'd ever see. There was a comic store in Berkeley that's pretty much the holy grail of comic stores it had everything printed, and they had a section that would allow local artists to just stick your little printed on paper and stapled comic issue together, but really, where else do you find a venue like that except locally?
0: Well, and that's really grown and changed. It's not uncommon for almost every comic shop kind of worth their salt to have some kind of an independent section. I mean, especially in places like San Francisco, you know, big cities tend to kind of pride themselves on that. Yeah. And San Francisco really loves the self-press sort of stuff. I mean, not even independent publishing as in you go through an independent publishing company, but, like, they love it when you actually have a printer and you print it yourself. Really actual self-press, like, the yeah. whole deal.
3: God, I remember going into Isotope one time. Yeah. And, man, they almost had more self-published comics than... Published, published comics. That's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. It's totally exciting.
0: Wow.
1: And but since I, we're talking about comic book stores and this is a comics episode, this is a perfect time to shamelessly plug Waterfront Comics in Sassoon, <laughs> California.
3: Yeah.
0: California. Go visit Waterfront Comics in Sassoon, California and tell John Pandamaga sent you.
1: And he'll just look at you and <laughs> like, go, who the Ooh. hell is
3: that?
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes. So, anyway. So, about web comics. Now, yeah. everybody has their favorite web comics and just like comics... In general, there's lots of different kinds of webcomics. Some are Indeed. simple, some are stick figures. Some of the most popular ones, as a matter of fact, tend to be stick figures or some kind of stick figure ish thing. You know, Something we- with
1: a troll face <laughs> on <you? laughs> yeah, it. Well, the true. simpler the art, the faster it is to put up. Absolutely. It. Absolutely.
0: It's not uncommon for webcomics to be weekly or even multiple times a week updates, and that's believe me kind of intimidating (laughs) yeah you
1: know
0: and so it's understandable for things for people to do stick figures and simple stuff like that so but yeah so why why don't we uh why don't we go around and start sharing a little bit about what we think about web comics and then about some of our favorite web comics hopefully we can share with you maybe something you haven't heard of before and you can add it to your rss feed reader or however the hell you keep up with everything so Nero, why don't we start with you
2: well, uh, talking about stick figures, uh, one of my favorite ones is XKCD. It's got a little classic, bit of, yes, mm. a little bit of physics and other humor, engineering and science. politics and science. Yep. That's a, a great one. I uh, actually, only the one I left I had bookmarked because web can eat a serious amount of your time oh if God. you have too many of them. Easily. So um, um, I also used to read user-friendly, which started back in 97, which is about a bunch of people that worked at a internet service provider, which I had done in my past life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that, one, so that was fun to read. And that That's user-friendly. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, and it's still going on today. So it's probably, uh, there's a lot there. <laughs> My f- friends tried to get me on PvP Online, which is a little more video game. I read a couple of those for a bit. Uh, though more recently, uh, various comic readers have turned me on to uh, Saturday morning breakfast cereal, which is kind of odd. Like I would I describe it as almost like more mature husband-wife type tongue-in-cheek humor a little bit sometimes, really? and <laughs> otherwise it's really wacky out I- um, a lot of different stuff there, and then uh, everyone seems to like Perry Bible Fellowship, which is another popular one. I've heard a lot about. A friend turned me on today to one called uh, Girl Genius Online, which apparently is a little steampunkish. Oh, interesting! And so I, I randomly was falling upon that today, and I've it was heard perfect about that. On topic,
4: it, yeah, it's got a good reputation from what I heard, as far as in, in terms of story and pretty good art, but I haven't actually looked at it
2: yet. And I, and I found its TV Tropes page, which was equally interesting to read. <laughs> nice, um, nice. And then uh, more recently, I think, uh, maybe not necessarily a webcomic format, but sites like The Oatmeal, which have a ton of The Oatmeal is so wonderful. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. A bunch oh, yeah. of one-offs that necessarily aren't in the series, but they're great. And, and then I think The, the Crowning Jewel is hyper- hyperbole and a half which she tells great stories about her retarded dog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes! Oh, my gosh! <laughs> and, uh... Are
3: you,
2: you're
4: just, like, taking all the good ones. I can't speaking of this-
1: oatmeal and retarded dogs, I gotta say, his, like... The Oatmeal's take on, like, my dog, The Paradox, is, like, just the perfect thing about dogs I have ever read. Go look it up on the dot. I think it's oatmeal.com, right? The oatmeal. oatmeal.com. Right. So yeah. So what is The Oatmeal?
4: It's a guy who's just a designer, and sometimes he just well, makes comics he, about his woes.
2: Uh, he's actually uh, he built the website dating website plentyoffish.com, dot com and sold it, and mm-hmm. decided that he'd rather be a designer than like running a company, and that's where the oatmeal comes from.
4: Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff on there that's obviously just him venting. Like he has this comic yeah. about how. You work on a project with a client, and they ask for so many changes that it. Oh, oh, uh oh! Yeah, Brian knows what I'm talking about. Just because we know that pain. Oh yeah, we worked oh, in that boy. industry. No, and and the last panel of the of the store or, or sorry, of the comic is just the client just with this dumb like face picking up the designer by the hand and just like using him as a drawing implement because he's like. Dur, de, dur, de,
0: dur, de. <laughs> and Which that's, is so how it goes. That's
4: how it feels like when you're a designer, totally. Oh, well, wow. not all the time, but. Definitely a a large amount of time. A surprising
1: amount of the time.
4: Yeah. Well, there's a period of shock. We, you know, when you first experience it, and then there's sort of this horrified acceptance.
0: Then you get sort of jaded, and you begin to expect it, which is
1: awful. Yeah. There's a certain level of wow, this looks great, except for it actually looks good, and we want it to look tacky and pure crap. So can you do these things that'll ruin the design? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I want a purple background. Can I have orange text? A Lot of salmon. I need salmon in the background. Salmon. Lots, yeah. of, salmon. lots of salmon. Well,
4: one of the jokes on the comic was like, well, "What do I- I-
1: Oh,
3: sorry. Oh, I was going. Whatever happened to dancing hamsters?
1: <gasps> oh, oh, what yeah. did ever happen to dancing <laughs> we hamsters? I need more of that. Need that. to know. Look at my myspace page. I want myspace. <laughs> Professional shop to look like my kids' MySpace page. My oh no, how many times dog. has somebody been like,
0: I want to make a social networking site like MySpace? Only better. Facebook. Only better. Yeah, and they offer like how 5K. much money do you
4: have? Right. Yes.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. So bad. My
4: life savings $1,000.
0: <laughs> so, any other ones you want to bring up?
2: Uh, not really, uh, I guess the oatmeal kind of does remind me a little bit of Maddox and some other thing. If you have ever seen Maddox site, it doesn't really do many drawings, but it's still hate filled and wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oatmeal's completely hate filled, you know. It's, oh. it's got a good humor about it. Where There's Maddox some is just, happening. right, but Maddox is just this really angry guy, and he has he actually has a segment. I don't know how much of a comic this could really be, but it's I draw better than your child, <laughs> and he grades kids' drawings, oh, so and he analyzes so his drawings, and he goes F. How many stripes is on the American flag? You call me bastard. <laughs>
3: so <laughs> oh my god, so good, so
2: good and his site is, is called what the best site on the internet the, yes, the best, best
4: site on the internet right nice,
2: yes. nice.
4: And, and he's had some books and he's the
1: uh, alphabet of manliness is wonderful yes his
4: book right <laughs> this, he's a self-proclaimed
1: misogynist
4: oh totally oh yeah it's so funny and, and and you know he also has a guide to parenting there's a picture at the end of it there's a picture of somebody <laughs> in it, like with their you know in a fetal position and it says if your child does not look like this you have failed as a parent <laughs> <laughs>
2: And speaking of books, Hyperbole and a Half's writing, working on a book, and The Oatmeal has a book.
1: Oh, It's yeah. so funny. Well,
4: you'll remember... Um, uh, How to you need... know
1: if your cat is trying to kill you or something yeah, like right, that. Yeah, well, yeah.
4: Hyperbole and a Half, that's the chick who pretty much has that picture that everybody uses for the all the things meme. Yeah, she
2: created. Yeah, all the things. Do
4: all the... Like all the things! Yeah. <laughs> so her, her art is really... Uh, you might call it a little primitive, but I think it's uh, deliberate, but it's really funny and expressive sure. because of that.
2: Sure, sure. And I'll think of the last thing I have to say. I mean, pre 1997 internet stuff, all we had were like Dilbert and the Far Side. And I remember oh, sure. going online and reading those. Oh, yeah. When they first came oh, yeah. online, it was mm-hmm. neat. But then, like you said, the whole web comics industry
0: uh, kind of blossomed. And, uh, web comics is crazy. There's a web. I mean, that's why I think that we could easily talk about web comics because there's so many different ones. Right. I mean, you can't stop I mean, them oh my from gosh. coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's just so, so freaking great. many. Yeah. Somebody
3: I mean, figured out that, oh, my God, there's comics online. I can put comics online. <laughs> Kaboom! The
0: an explosion ha. began. So, Brian, you
1: got uh, you got some favorites for us? Well, here's the part where I basically shamelessly self-promote Artistic Monk and Dinner and Dragons. Artisticmonk.pandamanga.com and dinnerndragons.pandamanga.com. They're really, really wonderful. Go check them out. <laughs> blush, blush, blush. Blush, blush. <laughs> um, but one that I really like is one called VG Cats, Video okay. Game Cats, which is vgcats.com. It's not like a continuing series. There are some characters that reoccur, but it's just a bunch of parodies of video games. They were started out like trying to do a video game kind of webcomic, but they didn't want to do something like Penny Arcade or Control Alt Delete, where it's got characters who are playing video games or sure. around. So, like, you'll have various things like um, a Mass Effect one. Like, there's, so there's not necessarily continuing there's, characters. There's, there are some characters that like will show up in different ones, but. Yeah, it's just kind of like one shots basically, and one of the characters is a cat, or a couple of the characters are a cat, and there's like one where they're like they're just talking, like one was like, For "Why second, are you like
0: anthropomorphic cat? cats?" Yes, or, okay. Yeah.
1: and and it's like, "Why are you a cat?" Because everybody else is like a person, um, and. <laughs> Like, there's one where they kind of compare um, Assassin's Creed to Dishonored and how they kind of go about killing things. It's absolutely hysterical. Nice. Um, Mostly
0: video game stuff, though. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: there's there's only very few things that are, like, comics or anime-based, but the vast majority of it is video game things. Um, Another one that I really like that... I've been on a strange superhero kick as of late. Really? Because business has been a little slow. I've gotten a lot of time to kind of watch things during work hours (laughs) because I can. Right. Um, And so I watched, like, all the um, anime Marvel things on Crackle. Oh! They're not that bad. um, But it just kind of got me into watching other things. Like, you know, I I rewatched The Red Hood. Under the Red Hood? Under the Red Hood and some of the other um, DC movies that are on netflix and so i decided to go back and read one of the comics that we reviewed actually at the same time that we did the first issue of three ring bound of ebon07 which is flying sparks you right. can find out flying FlyingSparksComics.com. it's a comic about a superhero and a villain whose secret identities are actually in love with each other and they have no idea that they're a superhero or a villain like the other it's it's really kind of entertaining so they
0: like they're like mild-mannered so and so they're together yes and I know. Now are they do they end up being nemesis nemesis
1: nemesis is that, is that right I, nemesis yes <laughs> um, i think that's the eventual goal of it okay. is that are they, have like, they gotten you know, closer to that they haven't gotten closer to that okay. a little bit it's i don't want to spoil a lot of the story but it's definitely getting closer Nice. And the guy who was a bad guy who just kind of was a fence—he's starting to become more and more of a villain. Nice. Um, it's nice. pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, the, the when we first ran into that, it was really one of the more promising things we've come across, yeah. and it's still pretty darn cool. It is yeah. pretty
1: darn cool. Absolutely. Sadly, I just finished it up, or where they're at. How um, how often does that release? Not yeah. enough. Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like I, a I weekly mean, thing. It's no, I don't okay. think so. I just kind of plowed through it over the last couple of weeks, so I couldn't tell you how fast it is. One of the funny things about it, though, is that at the end of each episode, they have this thing called the Flying Sparks Bus Tour, which is I I think what is the term Omake or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of a side thing. And the cool thing is that it's written by the writer, but each one is actually done by a different artist who is either has their own web comic or you know has their own like art pages and stuff like that. And so it's just kind of like the four main characters on a bus tour together. Nice. Just, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, I love yeah. guest
4: strips. Oh, yeah, sometimes. it's really cool.
1: So, Joe,
0: what uh,
3: what are some of your favorite web comics, man? So I used to read web comics a while back. That's why the ones I remember are Penny Arcade and Cyanide and Happiness. Sure, sure. You know the In ones. The that, yeah, yeah, the ones that people post on Facebook every other day. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But one that really that I loved was uh, it was a compilation site. It was zutacomics.com. Went under, rest in peace Zuda. Yeah, went under about three years ago mm-hmm. now. Two thousand ten went under. It was uh, it was under the DC umbrella. It was their attempt at letting you know user created comics get online somehow. There was some sort of a submission process, right? It wasn't yeah, just user-generated no, no, content to no, pop anything up there. Yeah, it wasn't just you know here's web space vomit into it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which kind of so thing. many it sounds though. so familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound like so it many sense. are, but um, yeah they they had a filtering process, a submission, and actually a lot of really good strips were on there. And mm-hmm. my favorite one, High Moon, actually went to print. Nice, and I think even. Recently, though, yeah, you know, it was a werewolf western. Nice,
0: sold. Yeah,
2: <laughs> else in High Moon.
3: See, <laughs>
0: so and it sounded like Zuda was sort of a like Star Search for DC kind of thing. Oh, well, absolutely, yeah. It had it had so much potential. It had. Or I guess American Idol for those of you that aren't old.
1: <laughs> oh, like fans, Star Search, Meier f- League, oh. Developmental League. God, I
3: there didn't even go. think
4: of that. You had to not know the reference to Star Search, right? Oh,
3: crap. It, it was the AAA of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's AAA. Yeah. You know. Oh man,
0: yeah. Zuda was really cool though. They had a bunch of cool stuff. When it you was, showed that to me, I was really impressed with it.
3: Yeah, and it was all on a Flash Player, so it was really easy to. To load the Unless you had up. an iPhone, so you and could, then it was yeah. like, "Too bad, so sad, go f yourself." So, so you I could can don't save it either. then
4: on Flash.
2: I and mean, when you Without said 2010, difficulty. I was thinking, you know, we've had four iPads come out since then. <laughs> like, you know, you're talking about Flash. I'm like, oh, no wonder it's dead. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, poor
0: yep. Zuda. Yeah, it's too bad. I can remember when Zuda died. It was Joe was sad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Did you mourn? Did you wear black? I think I was wearing black all the time at that point anyway. So. Holy oh, cow. A- extra cool that way, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any other ones you wanted to throw down? Uh, Penny Arcade. Penny Arcade. Always a classic. But Definitely. if you're not, like, constantly reading their blog, sometimes their strips are just... Yeah, a little more, yeah. like, confusing. Like The, the, the question that, I, I have is, how the be?
0: hell did Penny Arcade, a webcomic, become one of the premier expos with PAX? Like, what... Is What happened there? First mover advantage. <laughs> I guess so,
1: but it's like it's well, a
0: comic book website. was website.
1: craving conventions? I'm and telling you. It's it, unbelievable. It really was like a perfect storm because what happened was when they were starting their thing, it was an indie gaming uh, convention. But at the same time, the people that were doing E3 were like, we hate having people that aren't press at E3. We're going to... Close it down and only have it for press. And so people went to other conventions like like PAX. PAX, And that's how it started to explode. PAX has really become one of the biggest. Yeah. And then, like, developers developers realized that it was, you know, crowds were going there. So major developers started going and showing their stuff there.
4: And Nerdcore rappers.
1: And Nerdcore rappers. (laughs) Right. I still remember, like, G4 once covered PAX. And. They had like this thing that they were running at the beginning of the thing where it's like, yeah, I like to play games. I like to play Madden and stuff. And you just have somebody like run from the side of the screen, just uh, punch the guy. And it's like, if you're not indie, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> and, and it kept doing all those sorts of things. And like eventually like you have this guy. It's like, yeah, yeah, I make my own games and it's just me right now. And. I'm hoping to, yeah, I'm making a couple more and I'm hoping that they'll sell and someday hopefully maybe I'll get picked up by a major developer. And then the guy comes in, (laughs) but the thing that was like so hypocritical of it, it was G4 covering all the major, (laughs) uh -uh. the major people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I still remember that. Yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. Penny Arcade's good stuff.
3: It is. But you know, again, if you're not like seriously into their blog and everything going on with them. It's, it's like reading a comic in Chinese. Well, yeah. you know, sometimes
0: comics, specifically web comics, can get a little nonsensical and jump all over subject matter wise. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's like it's one of their strengths and also one of the greatest weaknesses. Sometimes yeah. I think web comics are much more challenging to get into. You yeah. know, somebody will suggest a web comic, and unless it's something that is just random, crazy, like, didn't joke every time, uh-huh. but that there's maybe consistent characters or something like that, or they're going through and talking about a particular kind of game or whatever. Sometimes it's like, what is happening? You know, and even if you press first and you go all the way back to the first one, you've got hundreds of strips.
1: I mean, it's the same issue that Marvel has DC, who keeps rebooting their series, their franchise over and over again. It's because, you know, it gets so long and convoluted and there's so much backstory that on some of these things that it actually is hard to just... Like, I may have read Penny Arcade years ago, I have no idea what's going on now, and if I jumped into it, or jumped into Control-Alt-Delete, I'd be completely lost. Sure. That's kind of why, when it comes to webcomics, I like, you know, VG Cats, or Awkward Zombies, another video game thing, where it's just kind of a parody thing, where it's just kind of... like One-Shot. One-Shot, one right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's sure, what sure. I like. That's
4: sort of why I can't get into Homestuck, because it's so long, and I get don't... what? Homestuck, it's like one of the most popular...
3: Home Homestuck. Homestuck.
0: Oh.
4: it's one of the
3: perks um, like you, know, man.
4: you, know, you <laughs> ever been to a convention where you've got like a million people with gray skin and orange horns yes homestuck really no it's like way heck of popular huh. like huh. ridiculously popular like
0: with the youths
4: with the kids with they, dim it's, dim, it's, dim kids homestuck is what's hot in the streets but I tried to leave,
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was fun <laughs>
4: No, it's what's hot in the streets, but I just can't get into it because blah. Because to me, it's just like blah, blah, blah. I don't care. And you know, it's presented at this as this sort of comic where it's where you're going through a game and you, you know, you select your moves and that sort of thing. And it has these little blinking animated scenes as if you're doing a choose your own adventure, or maybe like a date sim, or it's that, that kind of style where you go do you go A, B, and C, except if you don't. It's sort of sequential and it huh. goes on for a while. And it actually has a big overarching plot that's you know, it seems pretty interesting. I can't remember at the moment though, but I just. I can't get past the first 10 comics. I just sit there and I go, wow, when am I going to (laughs) care?
3: And and it's so
4: funny because I, I follow so many people on Tumblr who care, who will, I don't know, they'll take a bullet for this comic, I think. And I just i don't
0: know
1: it's just why
4: yeah and i'm not saying you know and i'm not trying to imply that it sucks or if it, it's like a thing that only the kids like and, and kids only like stuff that sucks anyway <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> wow I'm, I'm not trying to be a hater hey I'm you know
1: you're boring, intelligent. boring
4: your and also i have no attention span so yeah I, not
1: the demo
0: yeah so
4: <laughs> just but the, there's just comics like that it's just what happens
0: yeah mm. Before we get into Pinku and my favorite comics from the web, we will take a quick musical break. When we get back, we'll finish it up and then give just kind of a general wrap up about our favorite comics and just kind of web comics in general. If you're listening to Geek Life. Stick with us. Surprise.
2: Geek Life. Up next, we have Pinku's review of uh, her
0: favorite <laughs> comics on the web. I'm
4: not really reviewing, I suppose. Well,
0: your favorite, uh, you my favorite web your So so. so Lay uh, on me. What do you got?
4: All right. Well, I have a complicated um, relationship with web comics in the fact that I am just way too lazy to look for them nowadays. <laughs> and I have. And there's no, so many. There's so many. I have no attention span, and I have this weird sense of I don't. I I, I have this weird. Weird quality standards, I suppose, in in terms of what I like. Sometimes I only... You know, some days I only want to look at really good art and can't find any. And other days I couldn't care less about the art and I want some story and Mm -hmm. not necessarily can't find any. Sure. But back when um, I didn't really... I wasn't so picky. Um, I think it was like towards the end of high school, maybe in the late 90s, early 2000s, I used to follow the greater anime manga fan art community, which you used to be able to contain... And, you know, you used to be able to list every anime manga fan artist on, a, you know, every major one on a website and actually, you know, see what they were doing. And I kept track of a lot of people. And one of the major projects that they did at that time was this thing called Impro Manga, which is exactly as it sounds. Somebody starts a comic. You have a premise and you have maybe like the first 10 pages and that sort of thing. And as the reader, you can sign up to continue the comic yourself. It was really fun. It was really cool to see what different really cool fan artists that I like at the time did. And there nice. was, there That's was tons awesome. of stories. Yeah. And, and eventually it got big enough to the point where they had about, well, they started with maybe, I think six to eight stories and those finished. And then they moved on and did maybe another, I think eight. And they kind of died after a while because you get people moving on from things in life. And then of course the online fan artist community just Exploded and there were so many people And so many different sites launching And then you have things like DeviantArt And other greater social networking sites co- Completely destroying just all the visits To these little tiny websites That nobody even knows about anymore Sure. But at some point they were org, And mm. they had a bunch of the comics I actually participated in three of them Back when my drawings were really terrible <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, and it, it was funny I was looking it up the other day And you can't even, the site right now Is some airport service in New York <laughs> Which I don't understand. <laughs> what? It's a one-page site. It's not even really a site. It doesn't even have a logo or anything. It just talks about airport service from JFK to uh, Little Greece in New York it's City. It's called Impromanga? Yeah, .org. Weird. Something like that. But if you go to the Wayback Machine on at uh, archive.org, you can, around maybe year 2000, if you look at that period, or a little before year 2000, you can still read a lot of the comics. And those people who started that community are really... You know, to me, they're really big and important at the time because I was some kid in high school. So there was a guy named uh, Locke L zero C K E, and if you've never heard of him, he's so amazing at drawing cityscapes, like mind-blowingly amazing. He's one of the founding members of Gaia Online, actually, oh. and and he's the current art director, and that's what he's doing today. He also worked with Image Comics. Him and another guy named Longvo, who's also one of these people who started this site. They had a book called Last Shot, maybe around two thousand. 2002, I want to say, around that time.
0: Nice.
4: Yeah, so, you know, they moved on, done really great stuff. Another guy, you might actually, most people will probably know, is this dude who used to go by Mal, and uh, most of you would know him as Brian O'Malley, the creator oh. of a uh, Scott Pilgrim.
3: Wow, well, yeah.
4: So I have, you know, I've saved. <laughs> Heard of that guy. Oh, yeah, so, you know, I saved some of his old pages from back in the day, and, you know, he... It's interesting. You know, there's definitely more of an anime manga influence when you look at those. Sure. Those ones specifically, for example. But he still had a lot of what he does, or there's still a lot of himself that you see in those old comics that... You see in his current comics, right? And it's really, and it was that's you know where I first heard of all these people. In fact, so you know I've been following them for that long. So when he got famous and a movie was made from his comic, I kind of went, "Oh, I know that guy. He was mean to me when I was a stupid high school kid online." <laughs> 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 and you know I, I'm I'm pretty sure I deserved it, but at the same time I was just kind of like, oh, "Oh, oh, he hates whoever I used to be." <laughs> 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 or just, or you know it probably doesn't even remember anyway, which is. The best for everybody.
0: So it sounds like you're less interested in web comics and more interested in like the,
4: definitely the
0: fan art. I mean, especially yeah, back the, in the day. Yeah,
4: it was. It, it turned me on to certain creators, but what that led me to was actually my favorite web comic, which is sort of ended. Mm. And there was another guy in there named Clay. He used to do these little stories in in Canadian indie comic compilations, and and he did this one that he often brings up called a heart made of glass. And then he went on to move to Japan, and then he did this comic that was called the Thin H Line. And I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but in in uh, anime culture, H is um, it stands for hentai, which is totally perverted. That's that's what that word means. So they're pretty much a series of online. So this online comic is a bunch of porn comics. Everything, <laughs> oh, but they're okay. they're, th- but it, it's also a comedy, and it's so depraved and so wrong and so terrible. And so hilarious! It's like the worst guilty pleasure ever. And I thought about it, and I, I hadn't paid attention to web comics in so long, but it took me a while digging to realize that that really was my favorite web comic, and <laughs> <laughs> because it was so funny. There was lots of storylines, like this dude named uh, Shinji and the suicide girl. The first comic is this guy on the roof, and he's watching his classmate about to jump off. Or no, not a roof, but a, a bridge, and he's watching his classmate about female to jump classmate. yeah his female classmate about to jump off a bridge and he's like ah a jumper array," eh? and that ends up being like a meme in the comic. He's like ah a jumper array," eh? and she goes yeah you know life is terrible i want to kill myself and he's like oh so you're gonna jump this bridge yeah so i'll probably be a... essentially he just implies he's going to be uh screwing her dead body when she washes up onto shore because <laughs> he's a necrophiliac and then there's a running gag the whole and there's an entire storyline about that just tons and tons of comics about how she eventually does die and he keeps her in his closet oh, and worse
2: things so keep happening and, and the long running thing is that it changes her mind for killing herself every single time the fact that this guy is gonna hump her dead foot <laughs> no, <laughs> no never mind
1: no, no but it was no but you know
4: the on at one point she goes you know suicide should really be a private thing and then the next time you see her she's a corpse (laughs) and he's he's got his arm around her on a bench and and it turns out the guy's only attracted to dead people Uh, so at some point he gets a love interest and and she and because he's working at a morgue for obvious reasons and the love interest (laughs) is trying to find out like
0: what what? what's so wrong oh
4: yeah and that's just one of the stories there's also (laughs) this this this, uh this storyline of this guy named mike who's like the best masturbator ever
2: <laughs> so much, so much, so that he breaks the sound barrier or something like that. Yes, yes he, he, he jacks off so fast that his spunk goes back in time because it goes fast, faster than the speed of light. Oh my god! You he ever oh. heard the
4: sound effect? Fat, 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 fat. It's from this comic. I'm really? convinced it's from this comic because wow. that's the first time I ever saw it. And, and yeah, there's there's tons of that. There's a mom who's kind of in love with her son, and, and then all of a sudden it's not so subtle that she is.
0: So it's just like just, really, really rude, crazy ass comic. They're
4: terrible. What was this called oh. again? It used the to be called H The Thin line. H Line, and then as it got popular, it just got changed to Sexy Losers, and then it <laughs> ended, and then he started up his Tumblr again with TheThinHLine.tumblr.com, and he, he did some stuff to wrap up some of the storylines it ended, because there was still plot going through the stories, as wrong as they are.
2: But they started <laughs> off as one-offs. There was a, I don't yeah. think there was much intent to build plot, but you know, in comedy, as soon as you start using a joke twice, it becomes a meme it
4: you know and it told itself, I really feel like it told itself... So he did actually continue them in 2011, but at the moment I think he's working on these comics. um, He's working on these comics that I think it's his depression series. I get the feeling he's. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying this to be funny. I think I get the feeling he's like you know clinically depressed, so he's making comics about it now. Well, Mm -hmm.
2: well, the other cool thing he did is he went back over the first hundred or so of them, I believe, and actually added uh, greater comments in there. So no, it explains right. a lot, like, gives you more context. Of, that just added more life to the series to make.
0: That's right.
2: There's not many of them. I think there's less than 300. Um, So it, you can go through them in a night. But, they, man, um, they are great.
4: It's going to be a long night. Yeah, there's yeah. about... <laughs> There are, oh, I'm just, you know, scrolling through them all. Yeah. It's, it depends it's how serious you 260. are. 260. No, yeah, but. Power you know,
2: so, comic weed, right? Well,
4: yeah, well, there's <laughs> strips and they're really quick to read. And what I like about it actually is that complaint about being unable to jump into stories. You can pretty much jump into this story. You can read it in chronological order or you can read it based on the storyline that sure. you want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Huh. And mm-hmm. so I kind of go through and review them once in a while. My favorite stories, um, I kind of like the Suicide Girl one because she gets brought back to life by some fairy from another. Comic, and she gets vengeful because what have you been doing to my corpse? I like the
2: uh, the Lightspeed Mass Bear because he's he's got this roommate, right? So it's just two dudes in this house. And since the Spunk is going back in time, you know what happens? His his friend, his, his co, his, uh, roommate comes sits down on the chair. There's no one else in the house, and all of a sudden, the Spunk comes back in time and he's just he covered, it. and he's like. And th-
1: ah! <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, oh, God! And then there was some. And then he gets oh a girl disciple,
4: and you're just like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, oh that's
2: so funny. Yeah, he meets the female equivalent of himself, and they start dating. It
4: is truly, like, one of the worst things I've ever read, yet yeah, it is <laughs> it is so funny. I honestly
1: thought that you were going to go, like, PG porn, um, no, if this you've ever is, heard of not... that. And this is, like, completely no, the opposite this direction. This is the
4: worst thing you could read, and if you're under 18, my God, just stay the hell away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for you.
4: No, just oh. not. I'm not even kidding. Just don't, don't, you don't want to know about this world until a certain age. I mean, <laughs> but that's just how it is with you, this comic.
3: You probably don't want to know about this world
2: ever.
4: <laughs> no, it's true, but
2: it's so it's I love it so dearly. It reminds me of another comic uh, my friends put together called Leet Hentai L E or no sorry yeah it's L E E T L four four T no is or, it
1: no one three three
2: seven whatever you could just Google Leet Hentai I wonder if it's still up but it was just like MS and, Paint drawings of porn though just the worst. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was acting like a serious porn site like oh check out this chick. she's really rough. <laughs> it's an MS Pictures. My it friends is. were doing that
0: for a long while. It,
2: it was terrible. It was. I bad. had this friend
0: in high school who would draw these like really explicit <laughs> hentai porno things in his sketch pad, just in the middle class. <laughs> And he, just, and he was just walking around with this like this compendium of perversion. You know, the teachers would get mad and they take it away. And he just draw more.
1: But oh. <laughs> well, what's PG porn, about? So PG oh. porn was a series of videos, and some of them actually have like, oh. actual <laughs> porn stars, and some of them have like Nathan Fillion's in one of them. Oh. and so it's like the whole thing is just is like, this the helpful bus? The helpful bus <laughs> and stuff like that. And so it's like uh. everything you love about porn without the porn. So it's uh. not all like the like you'll have like this construction construction yeah construction guy nails um business person's wife or something like that and what it is is like she's like trying to seduce him and they start making out and he accidentally shoots his nail gun into her head. He's like, oh crap, and then leaves. Oh, and right. like, there's one where it's like the helpful bus which is like... Instead of the bang b- bus? From exactly. Batman. He just kind of like rolls up, picks up a couple oh, yeah, of girls. yeah, these girls and- need a ride. Yeah. Right, and- they're like all
0: these like <laughs> thinly veiled sexual like, you guys want a ride? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like my friend over here, man, he could, yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And, then, oh, yeah. and the whole time these girls are getting all Fresh with them, and they're like, "What do you want, girl? We just want to help you. What's wrong with you?" Yeah, <laughs> just dropping off the where they need to go.
2: It's like uh, covered porn or whatever. They draw like outfits and stuff over the porn scene. Oh yeah, oh. I
4: saw somebody eating a cob of corn on one of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. bongo drums. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well. In in that same vein, there's a, there's another web comic called Ogloff, which is hilarious. And they have similar sort of stuff, and it actually was originally introduced to me via the admin. And the funny thing is, is that there's all kinds of nakedness and sex jokes and stuff like that, and it is very, very funny. And that seems like kind of one of the main thrusts, as it were, in that comic. <laughs> but the thing is, is that oh, the, thi- the reason why <laughs> I'm sorry, the reason why, the reason At why. The table. It's <laughs> Did you have to? Sorry. <laughs> anyway, the reason the reason why that one's so funny though is because it doesn't limit itself by just that. It's not it doesn't define itself as we're just porno type comics you know uh-huh. or not you know and so they do all these incredibly hilarious creative things and they're just all over the map essentially they're just like well if it's if it's funny and it has a sex joke involved fine if it doesn't fine we don't care we're just going to tell the jokes so the first comic that she showed me from these guys was called flat bear and you can actually it's so popular that you can actually just go and google and just type in flat bear it'll be you know in the google image lists. But essentially, it's like maybe like a six-panel comic, and it's got this guy who looks kind of like this barbarian warrior man, Mm -hmm. and he's got like a bear skin, you know, with its arms crossed over his chest, the head of the bear is kind of laid on top of his head. Wearing it like a cloak. Right, wearing it like a cloak, exactly. And he comes sneaking up on this guy who's just chilling out by his campfire in the middle of nowhere, and you get, he's just like, all this freaking bear noises, and the guy at the fire freaks out and tries to swing a sword at him and the bear on the back of the guy's back jumps up and runs off
1: <laughs> and it's
0: this like little skinny bear just just running away and the guy who had the bear on his back goes what the hell was that and the other guy goes flat bears <laughs> It's just, and that's it. That's it. That's all it is. But so that that's a very funny comic. That one's really good. But as far as comics that that I read regularly, I would say the the couple that I read the most regularly are some really common ones. Control Alt Delete. Tim Buckley is a monster. He does so much incredibly funny stuff. Has taken his comic to such incredible heights. It's amazing. He I can remember at one point he wanted to do this this uh, story about this gamer tournament. And it was so epic that he ended up just writing a short story and putting it up there. And it was amazing. I mean, just... I I follow his blog. I read all the comics that he puts out. His sillies are hilarious. Like, he is... He is an incredible yardstick to measure yourself by, with as far as you know, web comics. He's very, very successful, and his stuff is just brilliant. Um, he mm-hmm. Actually, recently, totally finished the storyline with the characters that we've come to know and love, and he's focusing specifically on the players, which is basically player one, two, three, and four, and they're all like different colors. Like one guy's like completely red, one guy's completely blue, you know. And it's basically them, and they, they've over the years they've just been these like little one shots, and they've always been incredibly violent. <laughs> where they come in and they're fighting each other and and just absolutely just eviscerating each other. But now it's it's come down to like the couple of them like either living together or, or whatever, but he's actually going to develop that a little bit more and what he's going to do is the characters Ethan and the other characters that were his characters forever, he's actually going to start an actual comic series about them and release issues and not just a weekly oh. sort of thing, yeah. Because the direction he was heading with that was starting to get into these kind of
3: bigger stories. And he was feeling like that wasn't appropriate for the webcomic medium. Yeah, I noticed. I've tried to get into Control-Alt-Delete like a hundred times. And every time I jump into it, it's like... It's in the middle of this big story. It's yes. Great, i got to go back like six,
0: seven... Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. just so, And that was what the problem was. That was what his thinking was. And so now is a really good time to jump into Control-Alt-Delete because he's doing these... Funny one time bang, it's funny. There's there's not this big storyline going on. There's not this running theme. It is just one time bang go, and it's all this gamer humor. It's the same old good sort of stuff, but it's not these big epic storylines that are telling this huge this huge complicated you know sequence of events that just doesn't work really well in a webcomic form. You know, mm-hmm. especially in something like that where a lot of the time it is just kind of one shots, and then it would switch back and forth. And it's kind of like, what's going on here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so so that's a really good one, and then of course. Cyanide and Happiness. I'm sure you've heard us say it a couple Thanks. times throughout the Cyanide and Happiness is an absolute internet staple. They come out with a comic every freaking day of the week. There's what, like three different people that work on it or more sometimes. Sometimes they have even more. And there's just a new comic every dumb day. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're not so funny, but most of the time they're pretty damn hilarious. Yeah.
3: The Christmas one made me giggle. There's <laughs> a kid asking Santa, Santa, how do you get around the world and get presents to everybody? And how do the reindeer fly? He says, well, Magic, my boy. He leans in, like creepy close. You want to buy some fucking magic? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, there, there's there's just so many funny things that that's done, and it goes to such terrible places sometimes. <laughs> it's just so good. But but in uh, in the spirit of trying to share something that, that's new and interesting, some of the ones that I've come across, specifically because of Tumblr. And that means specifically because of Pinku. Yo. Uh, I, uh So, you know, for those of you that don't use Tumblr, wow, use Tumblr. It's incredible. I mean, granted, I didn't know about it until a couple months ago, but that's because I'm not really a social media man. But Tumblr is an amazing thing. And being able to search by the tags and everything like that, I've been able to find all kinds of cool stuff. One of the blogs that I... St- Tumbled across is. Did who's you just the what pun now? again, man? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm, did. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very punning tonight, right now. It's just, it's bad. Anyway, so I, I stumbled across who's the what now.tumblr.com, which is Chris Gugliardi. Yes, Gugliardi. I think that's how you say it. I have never heard it out loud, but that's how I imagine it is. Anyway, Chris Gugliardi. that is his Tumblr page. And he actually, since I started listening, or since I started listening to Tumblr, since I started following his feed, he actually launched his comic website separate from Tumblr called playingdeadthecomic.com and his his comic is obviously called playing dead and it's basically about chris like the cartoon little tiny mini cartoon version of chris and his dog nibbles and nibbles is hilarious <laughs> And it's basically all the crazy, random shit that they get into. And a lot of it is sort of parodies. Like, they'll do a parody about whatever relevant movie's coming out or, you know, really any kind of pop culture whatever. You know, be it comics, movies, whatever. And they'll do little parodies of that. But, but there is kind of this running storyline of he and his dog. It's him. It's him as a cartoonist and sharing just kind of the crazy stuff that he gets into with his dog and, you know, taking him to conventions. And they'll do, like, a series of three or four things, but he does, like, part one of this or whatever, you know. And he did this whole thing where they went looking for the great pumpkin over Christmas. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or, or,
1: over, yeah, not over
0: Christmas, not, or okay. Christmas okay. over... Um, Halloween? Over Halloween. And then they did this whole thing looking for Santa Claus during the, you know, Christmas time. And it's just a really, really cool comic, and it's drawn really well. It has a very unique look to it. You could you could see it from a mile away. It's very, very clear. It's a very, very, particularly Chris's look. And his stuff is really excellent. And, you know, on top of that, he's an absolute just Tumblr Raider. That guy posts on Tumblr constantly, whether it's blog posts, whether it's little pics, whether it's pictures of the dog, it's and it's all very entertaining and very good. It's it's he he lights up my Twitter feed. Like I mean not Twitter, <laughs> my Tumblr feed. He lights up my Tumblr feed. It's it's amazing. Like he's one of my favorite things to read and see what he's doing on Tumblr. You know, because there's a lot of just kind of whatever stuff that shows through Tumblr. Especially if you have any friends on Tumblr that reblog things all the time. It's kind of like, oh my god, shoot me now. Because there's just so much stuff. Uh, but his stuff is all very much just kind of his own original things all the time. And, and a couple you know, reposts every now and then. But it's just great. And the reason I found him in the first place is that he did this series making fun of Star Wars. He's a, clearly a huge Star Wars fan, and he did this whole series making fun of Star Wars and joking about Jabba the Hutt and joking about Han being stuck in carbonite, and <laughs> and it's just hilarious. I really highly recommend going and checking out his website, PlayingDeadTheComic dot and his Tumblr feed, Who's the What Now? and There's no apostrophe obviously on the on the Who's, but Who's the What Now dot Tumblr dot com. Follow him; he's awesome. I, and actually, one of the first things that happened, I found that followed him and then not a couple days later he posted this thing that he does just kind of randomly picks some of his followers and then does a little picture based solely on their name and so he did a little panda with you know with big old bug eyes sitting next to or sitting like amongst a bunch of bamboo reading a comic book and i saw that and i was like oh my god i'm in love with this guy it's so great so his stuff is totally great and then, through him, I found out about the comic Robotic Madness by Jason Mays. Uh, these guys work together sometimes, and whenever they do compilations, they call it Titans of Cartoonitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so his, his place, uh, Jason Mays' website, is jimmycakes.com. Spelled just the way it sounds. The one that he's doing right now is Robotic Madness, and it's about this robot named Gark and his friend Walter the Butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Wait, it's it's pretty far into it but what I was reading and I jumped back and read like a bunch of the beginning stuff and it's talk and it's basically about how they meet and kind of dealing with all the craziness of this world but it seems sort of almost like this post-apocalyptic sort of dystopian type future because there's like lots of robots and then there's some evil robots that seem to be controlled by the extracted souls of humans it's complicated but it, it's really cool and it's very it's like a very neat story it's like surprisingly deep but it also just has sharp wit and really clean humor and good visual direction one of the things that I think is so neat visually about his is that he almost never uses black to outline things. He picks a uh, tone and uses basically a darker version of that. So like the comic a lot of the time, I think Robotic Madness in particular a lot of the time is, is this sort of blue hue but it's not monochromatic. There's definitely lots of colors going on, but he basically just uses a real dark blue for all the blacks. I mean, we're talking even the frame borders are this dark, mm. like you know, dark, dark, kind of night, midnight blue sort of color. And it's just, it's kind of refreshing. And uh, yeah, so I really, I really enjoy that. But so that those two in particular are kind of, the sort of the odd off ones that it's not like they're not popular, it's not like they're not well known, but they're not really well known. It's not like mm-hmm. control to leave, it's not like XKCD or whatever. And so yeah, so check out Chris Gugliotti's Playing Dead on who's the now.tumblr.com or playing dead the comic.com. And then also make sure to check out Jason May's comic robotic madness at JimmyCakes.com. Good stuff. So I guess that's that's about it. This has <laughs> been Geek Life. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Geek Life. We always love to hear from our listeners. Please email us at geeklife at pandamanga.com with your questions, comments, and insights. Anyone interested in becoming a PM contributor, visit our contact page at contact.pandamanga.com and complete the form located there. Music has been provided by Airplus Recordings. As always, links to the artists and songs featured on this episode are available in the show notes at podcast.pandamanga.com. If you'd like more information about AirPlus Recordings, visit airplusrecordings.com. This is JP. We'll see you next time. So Bearded asshole.
2: <laughs> I'm hyperconnect, I have to entertain myself something.
0: <laughs> do you need some play doh?